It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk Detroit Tigers. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we do every Friday, we're going to do a deep dive into one specific farm system. And today, it's the Detroit Tigers. Um, a lot of talent in this system, really just interesting players and 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 kind of fun. So start off in A-ball, like, like we do. Single A team is the Lakeland Flying Tigers. So I think the only one, I think the only thing scarier than a Tiger if it was coming after you is a Tiger coming after you that could fly. So really interesting. But 55 and 63 last year, uh, they're actually the, uh, this is the spring training home of the Tigers. So I've actually been to this ballpark. I got a chance to go see, uh, back before Ronald Acuna got called up, I got the chance to see Tigers Braves in this ballpark. I've got family in the Lakeland area. So really nice ballpark. 55 and 63 last year, 14 and 19 uh, as of when we did the research for this. So I believe it was as of Wednesday. But interesting talent there, um, both pitching and position players. So uh, the number three overall prospect in the system, Jackson Jobe, is there. Um, son of a professional golfer, actually. Really interesting. But no, he was a, he was a 2021 first rounder third overall pick and they spent almost seven million dollars to buy him out of his commitment to Ole Miss so I mean there's like for contrast you remember from yesterday's show the Orioles entire draft I'm sorry the the Angels entire draft pool in the upcoming draft is just over seven million dollars so kind of wild um nobody did not pitch after he signed he did not pitch an instructional league so his first bit of professional ball was this year. Uh, but he's got mid to upper rotation potential, assuming everything goes goes through. And I think part of the reason for that, it's kind of twofold, is one, his arsenal is pretty robust for a kid who was in high school last year. He's got a fastball that sits 94 or so, he can touch 96, and it moves decently well. But to go along with it, he's got a slider that's probably a plus-plus pitch. It's probably in the short list of best sliders in the system, and he's he was in high school last year. Uh, so it's it really high spin rate to it, and then a lot of depth, a lot of bite to it, and he can locate it uh, both inside and outside to a righty. Or to a lefty. So I love that. The the changeup, uh, low 80s, gets a good 10 to 11 mile an hour difference off of the fastball. So where you need it to be. Uh, kind of dives late. So a little bit of a sinker action to it. But it's getting better. I think it can be a plus pitch. I just We just need to see more of it. He needs to refine it a little more. And then... The curveball, it's above average. It's one of those like late spike curveballs that just kind of dives into the ground. Um, it's more of an 11 to 5, so it kind of comes off his arm angle a little bit. Uh, I think he could get it to go a little deeper, and that's just something, again, as he works on it, 
I mean, this is his first year of professional baseball. As he works on it, he's going to get it to go a little deeper. Uh, what's good about all of this is it all comes from the same arm slot. So he's pretty good at disguising it. And the delivery isn't a high-effort delivery. You know, you see a young guy who throws that hard and you get concerned about um, about how his arm's going to do. But not a high-effort delivery. And just a very kind of clean arm action. So I feel good about it. It gives him above average control. And he ends up being a pretty good athlete, actually. He played shortstop in high school as well. Um, and there was teams who wanted to take him as a position player. So good athlete. And because he has such a good arsenal of like two, you know, a plus plus pitch with a plus pitch and, and another and a changeup that could be plus. I think he'll probably climb a lot faster than high schoolers do. It's not going to necessarily be 2028 20, or 2027 20, before you see him in the big leagues. I think he'll get there earlier than that. Uh, but really good prospect there in single A. If you're in Florida and you're going through Lakeland, take a chance to stop by and check out this kid pitch. Um, and then while you're at it, while you're there, you can see outfielder Roberto Campos. So 2019 IFA out of Cuba. Um and not a typical Cuban player as far as was in Cuba the entire time. He left Cuba, went to the Dominican at age 16 to train. And so um, signed in 2019 as a 16-year-old. He's not one of those older Cuban prospects. Um, so didn't get his 2020 debut because of the pandemic. But 2021 debuted in the Florida Compact Complex League. Didn't uh, didn't have a great batting average. Batted 221, and part of that could be attributed to having a layoff there. But did hit eight home runs, 441 slugging, and kind of showed that the physical stature that he has, he's 6'3", 200, kind of shows that that he's a power hitter. I mean, that's that's what he does. He's got room to get bigger, to get stronger. Uh, but he very good bat speed, very good, obviously, raw power and raw strength. So he can get the ball out to any field. He's not just a pull guy. He can go oppo with it. He can go up the middle with it. Um, offensively, as far as his swing, he doesn't strike out a lot, but he still needs to work on pitch recognition and kind of understanding what he can hit and what he needs to lay off. So that's kind of an issue there. He plays center now, but defensively, I think he's going to end up having to move to a corner. He does have above average arm strength, so he could move to right. But really what this is, is he needs professional reps. He needs to watch professional pitching so that he can figure out... I think it's a garbage truck. So that he can figure out um, what the spin looks like, figure out what professional pitchers can... where they can place a ball, and he can kind of figure out what can I drive, where do I need to lay off of. Um, but... Probably a guy who's not going to move through the system relatively quickly because you need to get him reps. Uh, but definitely somebody who I'm going to be looking to get to high A uh, later this year and probably has a little bit of a slower path to the big league, especially compared to, to Jackson Jobe. But definitely a guy who we, we're high on going forward. And then a couple infielders. So number 13 prospect in the system, Isaac Pacheo. 6'4", 225, big guy, uh, second round pick. They got him to, they they gave him almost $3 million to skip going to Texas A&M. 
Um, has good raw power, but needs some work on contact skills. Hit 226 in the complex league last year. Struck out 34% of the time. So, um, when he gets a pitch on the inner third, uh, he'll put a giant swing on it. I mean, to the point, like, an Adrian Beltre type, like where sometimes he'll go down to a knee. But, you know, just plus plus raw power. Really good bat speed. But he struggles with anything on the outer half. And he swings and misses a little too much. So he's a guy where if he grows, if he gets better, which most of these guys do, he's still going to project to be at best an average, if not below average, hitter. The power's good. Um, he's played shortstop, but he's definitely going to have to move to third base. He's got plus arm strength. Um, but just those larger frame guys, he's going to slow down a little bit. He's going to have to move to third. I think he'll be a good third. If he can make enough contact where his power can can come into play, then yeah, he's absolutely going to be a starter and a good lefty swing in that lineup. The question is just, can he get there? Can he get the contact skills to where they need to be? And then looking at a shortstop, number 16, Christian Santana. Um, so he was a 2021 IFA actually got the record for most money they've ever paid to an international prospect, just under $3 million in this Dominican summer league last year, played well, 269, 421, 520, but very advanced approach, very good at, at, at understanding pitches as far as pitch recognition, picking up, picking up spin, picking up velocity, has a good fluid swing, can make a lot of hard contact. Um, I mean, he hit 106 exit velo in the Dominican League, in the DSL. So as an 18-year-old, you're happy to see that. I think that he'll need to continue to put on some size. Six foot 165, he's got room on that frame to add some strength. He'll need to do that so the power comes. Um, he's going to be a lot like a slow burn of a prospect. He's going to take a little bit longer. Uh, we've seen this year so far... In low way, 74 at bats. He's batting 149, 289, 284. So needs some time to acclimate to the the pro game, but definitely a good looking kid and 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 um, has has an average to above average arm, but is going to be an above average defensive infielder. When you move to to high A, the West Michigan Whitecaps. This is in Comstock Park, Michigan, which is a suburb of Grand Rapids. 58 and 62 last year, 14 and 20 right now, but they've got a couple interesting players, a position player and two pitchers. So the position player is third baseman Colt Keith. So the thing about him, um, he's been, he was a high school guy in 2020, fifth rounder, so their their last pick of that draft. And he was a two way prospect in high school. So he pitched and he played shortstop. Uh, because of that, he's got a plus arm. And he's playing a lot of third right now. Uh, he's got plus plus run times for now. I think as he gets a little bigger, he's already 6'2", 220. As he gets a little bigger, he'll probably end up being a uh, an average runner. But very good at making contact, you know, bat-to-ball skills. And this was, I mean, this was despite getting a, a challenging assignment last year. He's got a, a lefty swing where uh, I think there's plus raw power in there. He'll have to get it into games, but he has to, his development's going to kind of come down to, can his approach continue to improve and can he tap into that power? 
Still a question there. Now, there's a ton of middle infielders in the system. He may end up getting moved to the outfield if he does. I see him as a guy who could play a functional right field for you, given the strength of his arm. You know, those, those guys who used to be high school pitchers usually have pretty decent arms. And I think that could pay off if you have to move him to the outfield. Uh, again, given that his speed also is plus right now, but probably going to end up being above average or average. So just has to kind of tap into that power a bit. But in high A mission, I mean, his slash line last year, going from the complex league to single A to high A, 286, 396, 393. So again, got to tap into the power, but contact skills are there. A couple pitchers in this system. So the first one is number five, right-hand pitcher Ty Madden. And something where 34th round pick out of the Royals out of high school, skipped that, went to Texas, started for three years, uh, 32nd pick by the Tigers after the three years of starting, and did not go pitch last year. He threw over 110 innings in college last year. Uh, Texas went to the playoffs, and so they held him out. But he's got really good velocity. Sits 95-96, can touch 99. Very effective when he's going down in the zone with it. Uh, he has a plus slider. It sits in the, the mid-80s. He can get swings and misses off of it. He's got a curveball that, decent depth. It's getting better. He's got a changeup, which moves you know, moves some late. But if both of those can improve a bit to average, then you're really looking at at a, a, a pretty decent pitcher. The thing here is he's got to keep the ball down. When he throws the ball up in the zone, these things get rocked. So he's he's... He's got to keep the learn to keep the ball down. Um, now adjustments for this year, he's he's dropped his arm slot a bit, and because of that, the fastball does play a little better at the top of the zone. And we've seen guys re- like we've seen a trend in baseball, a small trend, but a trend towards breaking pitches up in the zone. So I wonder now that the fastball plays a little better up in the zone, off this little bit lower slot, is this something where? He doesn't have to be as precise with some of these breaking pitches. And if they go high, uh, they're not going to get destroyed. But I still see him as a guy, back-end starter. He's going to move to the system rather quickly, I feel like. Uh, He's one of those, started for three years in college. Not completely done, but he's refined as a pro. He's he's pretty well-established as a pitcher. You just have to refine off some of the edges and tweak some of the things before he's ready. So I see him moving to the system kind of quickly. And then... The other guy is the third round pick from last year out of Alabama, Dylan Smith, 17th overall prospect in the system, and uh, somebody where he was drafted as by the Padres out of high school, but went to college, um, was in the bullpen originally, moved into the starting rotation, ended up being like the guy for Alabama last year. So he added, so from when he was drafted out of high school to being drafted out of college, he added 30 pounds of, of good, mostly good weight. And so he's now 6'2", 180, which still isn't incredibly huge. Uh, fastball can get up to about 95 now, usually sits 93 or so. Um, he's got a, a slider that kind of looks a little slurvy. It's probably the better of his secondaries. Uh, it, it, it's, it's his put-away pitch. The fastball-slider combo is kind of what he works off of. He's got a... He's got a curveball, plays well off the four-seamer, and then there's a changeup that is a work in progress. Uh, he needs to, his goal needs to be to get it to uh, 
get it to average. That needs to be his goal on it. Um, again, relieved for the first two years, went to the starting rotation, a little bit of command concerns there. Uh, he, he answered some of the command questions his, his freshman year. I'm sorry, his, his, uh, his junior year, his draft year. But he has to show that that's going to stick as well as get a little better with that, with that changeup and the curveball. And if he can do that, he's going to stick as a starter. He's probably going to be a number four, number five for you. But just something he has to work on as well as some of the physical maturation. I think he probably should add a little bit more to his frame just for durability. Those guys that are kind of under 200, you worry sometimes about their ability to withstand a full season. And in just a minute, I want to get into the Erie Seawolves in AA. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I love brownies, but I really love brownie batter. And Built has an option now for you to get, like, it's it would be like licking the brownie spatula clean, but getting protein in because they have a brownie batter puff. So the puffs are the protein-infused marshmallows. This is a protein-infused marshmallow that is surrounded by 100% real chocolate and brownie flavor. So 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar. It's very good for you, much better than eating brownies. Comes in a conveniently sealed package. Uh, Very good. And just like all the rest of Bill's offerings, it's 100% real chocolate. Very good. The flavors are there. A lot of variety. So you can go online to Built.com and check out all of the list of flavors. Uh, Again, the brownie batter puff will have you forgetting that you were eating a protein bar because it is very good. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Okay, so AA Erie Seawolves. Erie, Pennsylvania, 64 and 55 last year, 17 and 17 this year. And... Some interesting guys at this thing. So the first one is catcher Dylan Dingler, 2020 second round guy out of Ohio State. And interesting, he actually, his freshman year, he played catcher and center field and then moved to be a full-time catcher. So because of that, he's one of those unusual catchers that has like, he's a plus runner. He's got very good athleticism and you can see that in his defense. Um, He went all the way up to double A in his debut year, but um, broke it, broke his finger, got crossed up on a pitch, so missed the rest of the year. But um, again, plus runner, very good reflexes defensively. He's still a little bit newer. He didn't catch full-time until his sophomore year of college. He had two years in college and then this. But he should end up framing-wise, receiving-wise, should be above average as far as defensively because his, his athleticism is so good. His arm fantastic arm. I mean, plus, plus arm can absolutely shut down the running game. Offensively, still needs a little bit of work. He's got above average raw power. He's getting better at kind of tapping into that and letting it show up in games. But he swings and misses too much right now. And so if you had to kind of project out where he is right now, he's going to be an average hitter. But for a catcher, he'll hit enough. Um, He's he is definitely the catcher of the future. I expect them to to give him his every opportunity to to earn the job. Um, probably looking for him if he has a good year to move up to AAA later in the season so that he can challenge for a spot going into next year's spring training. Uh, behind him there, or there in the 
infield with him, Gage Workman, the 11th overall prospect in this system, 2020 fourth round guy at Arizona State. Uh, very good as far as power. Same year, played with Spencer Torkelson, um, was drafted in that same draft, played third base in college. He's spent a lot of time at short right now. Still not sure if he's going to be at short or at third. It's something. His his defense is very good. He's very smooth as far as his hands, his feet, what he does. His arm is is above average. His range is good. Um, so he's going to be average to above average at either short or third, wherever they need him. His speed isn't anything more than average, but he's got really good instincts. And so defensively and then base running, uh, I think he'll he'll be a little bit of a stolen base threat. I think he'll he'll play a good defense simply because he's got really good instincts combined with the arm and the defensive actions. Um, switch hitter and offense is still kind of a work in progress. So he's got a, a when he makes contact, very good exit below, very good power on this. He just has to figure out when to swing and when not to swing. His swing is better from the left hand side than the right. One of those guys where you wonder at some point in time, might he just drop switch hitting altogether? Uh, but does have above average power. He just swings and misses too often. And he relies on his power uh, to make his offense work. So he needs to get a little better at picking up uh, spin and understanding, one, what the ball is doing, and then two, how pitchers are using their arsenal to attack him. So I really want to see what he does this year. He's batting 180 right now in double A. I think he can do more than that. It's just a matter of he's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a slower path for him to 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 be able to, to be ready to contribute offensively at the big league level. I think defensively he'll be ready sooner rather than later. It's just a question of can his offense catch up. Um to go along with him, there's a couple pitchers here. Don't want to spend too much time, but Wilmer Flores is uh the ninth prospect in the system. Uh, he was a non-drafted free agent in 2020. Really interesting. And then since then, he's now one of the best pitching prospects. He's got a mid-90s fastball, but he's got a his his plus weapon is a 12 to 6 curveball, kind of a hard breaking curveball. Gets a lot of swings and misses. 100% believes in this pitch. I mean, he can he can land it for a strike. He can bury it in the dirt. He can do whatever he needs to do. His control with it is plus. Uh, 72% strike percentage this year. It's just w- like way above the average in minor leagues of like 63. His his older brother's Wilmer Flores. So you know, he's got that kind of bloodline and that stuff there. Um, but yeah, it de- depends a lot on that fastball curveball with what he does. If he... He's got to figure out um, the cutter and the changeup. They both get hit pretty hard. They're both below average. Given what those two pitches end up having done to them, I pretty I see him ended up as a middle relief kind of guy, middle to long relief. Um, given the velo, he can touch 98 on the fastball. You could probably use him in a middle to later leverage situation. Uh, but interesting guy because he was undrafted and now he's in that top 10. And then a couple outfielders and just... Interesting situations with these two outfielders because you've got, obviously, you've got Riley Green at the top. And then other than that, you're kind of hurting for impact. You've got him, you've got Campos at single A. But in that middle, you're kind of hurting for some impact outfielders in the middle. You've got Parker Meadows, 
2016, uh, 26th prospect and Daniel Cabrera, the the 30th prospect. And just very, very kind of interesting contrast to these guys. Uh, Meadows, second round guy in 2018, is elite defender. Very speedy, can run down anything. Very plus raw power. Struggles to hit. 192 batting average, but at the same time, 352 slugging. I mean, he can... One of the fastest players in the system can run down anything in the outfield. Just has to has a very long swing. He's 6'5", 205. And just has to find a way to shorten that down to make more consistent contact. And then Daniel Cabrera, the 30th overall prospect in the system. 2020 second round guy. And I don't understand why he struggles to hit professional pitching so much. He did well in high school. He did well at LSU. But it's not so much like he's got... He's got plus raw power, but he's got swing issues. He's got timing issues. It's not so much that the decisions are bad. It's that the contact, the quality of contact isn't very good. So I don't necessarily understand. You could see him as being a really good corner outfielder, a right, a righty, I'm sorry, a right, right fielder because of his arm strength, but just hit 174 in double uh, A last year, 181 now. When he, he just isn't getting quality swings on balls. Um, he struggles with breaking pitches. And his swing is a lot of stuff in his hands. His swing is all determined by his hands. So he definitely needs to work on, on incorporating his full body into his swing and being shorter to the plate so that he can tap into this power. Um, kind of stalling out right now. I want to see him take a big jump this year. Because high school, he hit fine. College, he hit fine. But he's struggling right now. I need to see him figure this out. And in just a minute, I want to get to the AAA Toledo Mud Hens. They've got a couple top prospects here. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. We're in the middle of the basketball playoffs. Obviously, MLB is in full swing. There's UFC fights. They even have NFL futures. They're your continued source for all your odds, news, sports development, and sports wagering information. They've got live betting, they cover playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. So AAA Toledo Mutt Hens in Toledo, Ohio. Um, the highlight of the system here, 69-51 last year, 19-16 and 16 right now. So the only affiliate with a winning record as of now. But couple top players, and I think the first one you have to talk about is Riley Green. We thought Riley Green was going to make the team out of spring training. You saw he had a broken foot. Uh, it slowed him down a bit. He's there right now, but, I mean, long story short, we've talked a lot about some of the top prospects here. Corner outfielder, all-star combination of contact and power ability. Like, plus-plus contact, plus power, and... Spencer Torkelson, we saw kind of the same thing. Plus hitting elite raw power. We saw him struggle at the big league level. Riley Green may struggle at the big league level. I don't necessarily know. But I expect him to get called up probably this, uh, probably later this year. 2019 high schooler. So very quick rise. But that's a sign of the talent level that he has. Um, kind of past him, shortstop Ryan Creedler. Uh, fourth round guy at a UCLA in 2019. Uh, didn't really offensively have a lot of contact ability until his junior year. 
uh, but much improved last year. Hit 270 between AA and AAA last year. 22 home runs, 15 stolen bases, almost 60 RBIs. And just shot up through the system. Definitely a guy that can be a valuable big league middle infielder. Had a broken hand this year, but for his size, really good guy. 6'4", 208. Very good first step. Um, very, you know, very good as far as plus arm strength, soft hands. Uh, very good at reading the ball off the bat. So I think defensively he can play anywhere in the infield. He's, he's a really good leader as well, so that helps. Offensively, that's where... That, that's what's going to determine what he ends up being in his big league career. So, plus raw power, um, but he swings and misses too much. And as of right now, he kind of projects out to be one of those below average hitters. Um, he's got good speed, good instincts. I mean, everything you could need except for that contact ability. So, uh, with his infield defense, with his ability to run into one and put it, you know, put, put it out of the park... He's a utility candidate right now. If he can keep improving offensively, then he can be a starter. He can be a above average shortstop. He could be a really good second baseman. But it's just all down to what can he do offensively. And right now, 65 at-bats in AAA, 246, 346, 462, four home runs, four stolen bases. So, so two, four, you know, 250 in AAA isn't amazing. They are using the same deadened balls that MLB is using. So wonder if that's part of it, but either way, um, looking decent. And then left-hand pitcher, Joey Wentz. So Joey Wentz, 2016 first rounder uh, by the Braves out of high school was sent over to the Tigers in the 2019 Shane Green trade. Soon after that, had an elbow injury, had Tommy John, came back to the mound, in 2021, record looked awful between high A and double A. 0-7, 450 ERA, um, but struck out 10 batters per nine innings, was getting better throughout the year as he got farther away from the TJ. So big guy, 6'5", 220. Low 90s fastball, but he uh, has a lot of late life to it. He uses it really well to go along with his above average changeup. Which is mid 80s. I'd want to see. I want to see a little more difference between the fastball and the changeup, and preferably see the difference by him adding a little velo to the fastball. Curveball is kind of average, um, but the issue for him is the control. So his control has been fringe to average, and he'll oftentimes just kind of be in a groove for three or four innings and then completely lose it. So that's where he's got to improve. Um, he kind of profiles right now, depending on how he, his control continues to improve, at either like a back-end starter who's probably not going to go more than five innings or a long reliever. Um, needs to continue. Give him this year to figure out, can he um, can he get the control a little better as he's now too fully healed from Tommy John and fully recovered? Uh, if that doesn't work, you're going to look at him as a long reliever out of the pen. One of the guys you can call in if your starter gets blown up and he can come out and give you four innings out of the bullpen on a moment's notice. Uh, but interesting there. And then the MLB level, you've got Spencer Torkelson, obviously, and you've got Alex Fado. Uh, Alex Fado, back end, number 10 prospect in the system, but he's kind of a um, he's kind of a back-of-the-rotation starter guy to what he's doing right now in Detroit with Casey Mize being out and some other injuries and things like that. But... Really good slider. The slider after um, after TJ took him a little while for the slider to come back, but the slider's come back, and um, 
He's, so he's got the, the slider. He's got a fastball. You combine those uh, with a changeup that, when he pitched in 2019, was below average, but he's got a little better with that. And definitely something where back of the rotation guy now, I don't know if he's going to stay there, if he's going to have to drop back into some sort of uh, relief role. But in there right now, and so far giving you what you expect from a 2017 first rounder um, who soon after that had Tommy John and then lost the season in 2020 and then struggled recovering from the injury and from having actually, what I understand, a pretty nasty bout of COVID. And so interesting there. And then obviously to go along with him, Spencer Torkelson hasn't played like you would expect the number one prospect in the system to play. But again, elite raw power plus contact ability. I think part of it is the adjustment to big league pitching. Part of it is the talent level of the Tigers around him. Part of it is the balls being dead. I think Torkelson is going to be better, obviously, than what you've seen so far this year. And I feel comfortable that he's going to continue to be that first baseman there uh, in Detroit for a while. Whew, what a great week of shows, guys. A lot of fun stuff coming up next week. If you're not already subscribed, if you're watching on YouTube, you're not already subscribed, do us a favor, like the show and subscribe. It does help the show a ton. Uh, Mailbag Monday on Monday. If you have questions, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us lockedonmlbprospects at gmail.com. But until then, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.